0: hi and welcome to my new episode today is uh, September 14 2020 as you know that the whole West Coast is on fire and the West Coast has been on fire for about a week California being for two weeks um, with San Francisco being on fire first and California was getting its usual normal fires Which are not really normal but still um, the atmosphere is changing basically and then there's a lot of um, chaos in the city as well where people are not being careful and maybe it is linked to something political something that has to do with the riots and it, it could be some sort of conspiracy it can also be a natural phenomena but For a natural phenomena to be across the West Coast in a fashion, in a manner that it is happening as we speak is devastating. And it's devastating to see this, to witness this. And it's becoming uh, a part of the history that no one ever imagined that it could be like that, where we have so much fire going on in the West Coast that it's literally impossible to put it out I mean for weeks um, thousands of homes been burned and half a million people have evacuated from Washington Oregon in California many people lost their homes and the fires are constantly being put out and there's more than enough firefighters across the world coming to San Francisco to put out the fire, and the aid is being given to the people. The devastation is just heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking to watch, and to also witness the uh, the atmosphere change where there's so much smog in the air that the you know air quality in Portland, Oregon, is considered to be the worst air quality at this point in the world now this is the place where i used to go on vacation at least four or five times so a year because my family lives there and the air that i breathed over there was so fresh by the waterfalls and the place was so natural it's so untouched that it was mind-blowing to be there relax to smell the wind and to witness something like this where the city is on fire where the state is on fire and the smog and there's so much uh, green over there there's so much so many trees so much forest that is constantly burning and it's heartbreaking to see that forest on fire if you had ever been to portland oregon at any point in your life, you know what I'm talking about. You know how disturbing something like that could be for the people who live there and for the people who have actually found peace there at one point. I mean, it's one of those serene places where there's so much peace and so much fresh air that to imagine that place on fire and the orange light everywhere and the smog so thick that you can't even see ahead of you while you're driving and for half a million people to evacuate their homes and to lose their homes i mean it's it's a nightmare it's a nightmare i'm repeating the information but i can't even begin to understand why and i can't even sympathize enough with the people who have lost their lives they They have lost their well-being. They have lost everything that they had for years, their comfort, their home. Can you imagine how many things are in the house for, you know, family and to lose every single thing? Like, how do you replace something like that? It's so hard to imagine how anyone would replace anything like that. So my heart is breaking. My heart is going out to those people. I hope they find better homes. I hope they have a better life. And I hope that they recover from this financially and emotionally and to find themselves in a better place. But this brings me to the point where the uncertainty of life is just mind-blowing. I mean, there are no certainties in life there. You cannot say for sure, I live here, this is my life, this is how it's going to be, always, ever. And the atmosphere is going to stay perfect and the wind is gonna blow in the perfect direction and the sun is gonna come out every day. There will be no floods, there will be no rain, there will be no forest burning. It's hard to imagine, you know, and you become grateful for the fact that for X amount of years, Nothing was happening so drastically that you would be disturbed and pulled out of your home or you know the sun will not come out or the rain will not stop or the flood comes in. You know, you imagine that it's happening to someone somewhere far away and it's really hard to relate to that. But when it starts to happen across the board to everyone, then you become really, you know, curious and sad and disturbed in life where there are no guarantees you know so how do you live how do you live how do you survive how do you not um, become so permanent in life where you are on the go or where you have this idea in the back of your mind that you have to have a backup plan of some sort maybe you should be in two places at once and you should build in two places so if one falls apart then you can always go to the second one now for that you need to have a lot of money you need to have wealth I happen to be doing a lot of research on people who live in the forests and the villages my mom questions me all the time but I'm watching these people who are living in far, far land, in the jungle, in the desert, in the mountains, and their lifestyle is completely different. Their lifestyle is so minimal, it's amazing. You know, the way they build their homes out of wood, the way they, you know, make rugs out of wool, Mm. the way they burn the fire, and their pots and pans made of clay and the way they bring the water from you know the lake the way they live basically is so different than the modernized life that we have you know we're used to of the water coming from the faucet we're used to of going to the grocery store to get groceries we have stove oven you know to cook the food these people actually light a fire every single time they cook and they cook outdoors And their life goes on every day. They sit by the same fire. Then they um, build their homes in a way where they have comfort. You know, some of them live in these huts and they sleep on the floor on the grass. They build these carpets, you know, to sleep on. There's actually an oven inside the house. Basically, what I'm saying is that there is another way of living that is minimal and that's not so permanent but at the same time these people live day by day knowing the fact that nature is very powerful and they also move accordingly with the nature you know so if there's a storm there's going to be wind they prepare for that they migrate to another place along with their um, animals a lot of these people have goats and cows and sheeps where their milk comes from them they make cheese out of that you know so everything is homemade for them and they take pride in their animals they ride on the animals animals also carry their stuff from one point to another you know they also travel on the animals some of them have camels basically what's my point my point is that as humanity you know, we might think that we have come far, you know, we became modern, our life is really modernized. But did we really learn from the ancient people? And if we did, then what is it that we learned? You know, how did we learn to survive? Did we actually learn the skills in life where we would know how to burn the fire if we have to? Uh, how to live in a hut if we have to, how to survive without so many things if we have to, you know, how to deal and live with the minimum water. We haven't really learned those skills and it seems to be something that extra that you learn you know in a in a camp like you you, it's in hobby you know you take that hobby and you learn how to do that and few days of camping, you know, teaches you a lot. But the way the life is, I think it seems like that we must have to learn all these things. Where, you know, we have to learn that we are surrounded by a planet that is movable. There's fire, there's floods, there's rain. Our planet has so much activity going on underneath the ground. You know, the plates are shifting, there's fire underneath, there's lava, there's so much movement going on underneath the ocean that we don't have any guarantees that this planet is going to stick together or stay together. Now some people blame that on ozone layer, that we destroyed the ozone layer, it's true that we destroy the ozone layer because we were using too much technologies and too many factories and we were building too much plastic in our environment and burning it as well. But at the same time, the planet has its own timings of shifting. And that shift, I don't believe that we can create that shift from just pollution. I mean, that shift is taking place no matter what we do. The ground is gonna move. Uh, there's going to be rain, there's going to be floods, there's going to be movement in our ground. And how do we stop that? We can't, we cannot stop our planet from its movement and its um, development. We cannot stop the planet. We don't have an on and off switch. There's no such thing as stopping your planet from being. But what we have to do is adjust with it walk with it and really go back to our roots and feel the earth and sense our environment and move accordingly and build accordingly and work together. So this brings us back to this sense of community again, sense of tribe again. As much as we consider ourselves to be separated from one another, we are a tribe, we are a community when something happens in one neighborhood it affects the whole community i live in hollywood and when this whole um, pandemic happened you know you saw people doing the same things people are shopping people are wearing masks people are staying away from each other like you saw people in the community doing similar things you know they had to they had to follow the protocol they could not just do their own thing and not you know and be able to survive it in the lockdown everybody had to stay home you know they had to follow the law they had to use precautions so some people were not cooperating and they paid the price so what do we do we are a community you know, if something happens in Los Angeles, this is the Los Angeles community. If something happened in Oregon, it's the Oregon community, Portland community, where the community people and their actions really count, where they have to rebuild their city together. They, they have to come together. So whichever community that you belong to, you're actually a member in that community and you have a role. So again, you are not separate. each other you are a community I really don't understand this whole concept of protest because this is your city you're going to build and you're going to make the laws and you're going to design things what's the point of creating this chaos and burning down buildings and creating fires and creating a war and hurting each other and hurting the police or police hurting people It's really civil war, is what they call it, you know? Where the people against the government, the people against the police, it's not going to help anybody, no matter how you look at it. Many people will die, many people will get burned, you're not gonna win, you're gonna go to jail, you're gonna get arrested, you lost your leg, you lost your arm, someone became blind, I mean these are just results of chaos and war you know any fight any chaos is not going to have a positive outcome that people are expecting to have you have to create positive influence in life in order to make changes did we forget our basic lessons we cannot get it by fighting with each other we cannot get it by cursing each other as you can see that the whole city is on fire who's responsible people are losing their lives people are losing their homes there there is no war here there's a loss your police department has to come your your fire department has to come and help our people so who are you fighting against You're fighting against yourself. You're fighting amongst yourself. If you're going to create peace, if you're going to create the lives that matter, then create a party that teaches that, where all lives matter. Create a party that makes that difference, where people will go and help another person to have a better life, because all lives matter you cannot single out one nation and one generation and one color and say this is the only color that matters because that's not the only color that matters all colors are being blended together these days and they're all in struggle in life you don't think what happened in los angeles happened in china of course it did there was fires in china There was earthquakes in China. There was a flood in China. There was a flood in Pakistan. There was a flood in India. You know, there's fires and floods and rainstorms and hurricanes and snowfalls and all kinds of things the planet is going through right now in every different country. So there's no such thing as it can only happen to me but it only happens over there. There's no such thing because the whole planet is going through the environmental change. Are we responsible? We are responsible for our own actions. And what we do in our community really, really counts at this point. You have to be able to work together. You have to be able to sympathize with each other. You have to be able to give each other aid, whatever it is that you can give You have to be able to give you cannot just take from your environment you have to give to your environment whether it's your time your attention your money your support whatever it is because you will need the same thing from a stranger you will need it because you don't know what's gonna happen next we are not in charge of our planet we live in a planet and we are subjected to every single weather that happens in our surrounding. Whatever happens in our surrounding, we have to deal with it. Whatever we have, we can lose easily. It's not a really supportive thought. It's not a really, uh, it doesn't have any certainty, but that's how it is. That's how life is. Life is uncertain. You don't know how long you're gonna live. No one can give you a manual and tell you you're gonna live this long and you're gonna do this and this and that and it's guaranteed there's no such thing you're here today and you're gone tomorrow the only thing that makes a difference is what is it that you leave behind as your legacy so make sure that your legacy is worthwhile Make sure that you help other people. Make sure that you support other people. Make sure that it's not just about you and your family. Make sure it's about you and your community. That you made a difference before you leave this earth. That you helped to build something in this earth. That you were a valid part of this earth. You were. You supported the earth. You cared for this earth. You didn't just make damaged the earth, you, you supported it. It's really important. You know, this is the education that is not given to us that often, not even in our communities, not in, a, in, in our schools where people should be getting this kind of education from very young age. That you live in a planet and care for your planet and be a positive aspect in people's life and in the planet even the animals you know we should be responsible for caring for animals whether it's an injured animal or an animal that needs a shelter all humanity has to come together and if we could don't come together now we will be forced to come together so why not make that effort why not step out of your comfort zone and realize that someone needs you something needs you you are part of this community and you have a role to play you don't have to be told to do these things you can do them on your own you can support people on your own you can get out of your community and help other people if you see the fire burning you can put it out for someone else too it doesn't have to be just your home It could be someone else's house. There's selfishness in this, that I'm just gonna protect my own home and I'm gonna leave the rest burning. You need your community in order to survive. You can't just have your single home and no matter what, it's there, but everyone else's home is burned. You need that community support. You need that community to thrive in life am i the only one thinking about that and talking about that i'm sure there's a lot of people who are on that level and maybe their opinions are not being voiced but i'm not telling people what to do i'm really concerned about how awakened we are and how educated we are and how much in touch we are with our spirit and our environment and this is the essential teachings this is the essential things this is not something that's extraordinary this is essential we have a spirit we are here in our bodies in this life we're living what we do today makes a difference tomorrow the air we leave behind the air we breathe makes a huge difference if we have enemies who have created this situation for us God is going to see to it you know they cannot thrive after they hurt and damaged so many people I literally cannot breathe right now I can't go outside I can't breathe I can't live a normal life because of the environment because someone was angry because someone decided to burn down the forest. Maybe it's not someone, maybe it's the wind. But somewhere, somehow, we are responsible. Whether we take the responsibility or not, we know that it's our anger that's destroying our planet. And if we don't calm down and we don't learn and we don't educate each other and we don't learn these lessons we are going to destroy this planet or at least make it to a point where people cannot live here that's not a healthy goal to have to burn down everything to destroy a planet i mean fire is fire and fire burns things i didn't understand how in the protest in Minneapolis and other places, like how people burn down these buildings and they were watching the buildings burn down and they were promoting this fire to be burned more, throwing woods in there and grabbing the cardboards and grabbing the wood, you know, doors and things that uh, all the stores and shops have put to save their uh, buildings you know literally breaking them down and what kind of people were they who were these people who have no sense of direction and they have no sense of sympathy or empathy for their environment Mm -hmm. where their belief is that we can just burn down everything in our life and we will be heard this is not the way you get heard in life even war has rules you know, there's regulation on how to, you can destroy something, how you fight in a war, what weapons you use, how far you can come, you know, which, which buildings you're not going to burn. How is it that you're burning your own city, your own police department, your own federal buildings, and you're, you're stealing from your own stores, and you're justifying that as you need your rights? Or you need to be heard? That's not the way to get heard. This is destruction, no matter how you look at it. You're destroying people, you're destroying community, you're beating people. How is it okay? It was never okay. It will never be okay in a civilized world. You cannot loot people and be civilized and have a cause. Nobody's gonna hear your cause. Just because you're looting people doesn't mean that your cause is gonna be heard. That's not the way to hear your cause. Nobody's gonna hear your cause. You cannot make a good example to your generation, to your children, to your race, by burning down a building. How would you feel when your generation recalls this, that my mother or my father burned down this building because they were so fighting for their cause? That's not a good example. That's a poor example. Fire doesn't build the place. Fire destroys the place. Beating up somebody doesn't make a point. Helping someone makes a point. So do we have our lessons backward? Are we literally fighting for a cause? We have to fight for a cause or do we have to... Present a cause and live for the cause. We cannot die for the cause, we have to live for the cause. We have to make our statement. We have to live by example. You are to save that building, not burn it. Don't dance on the fire. That's not appropriate. And it's not even, I mean, if you don't know the word appropriate, then that's not cool there's nothing cool about that there's nothing cool about burning something down and we have a fire now, now who's protesting this fire we have, our whole city has been on fire for one week two weeks who's going to protest these days what are we protesting what's there to protest everybody's in trouble If the world ends, what's there to fight for? If all of us die, then new people are gonna be born. What statement did we make in life? We didn't live for anything. We didn't die for anything. And who knows what the hereafter life will be? What sins we will pay for? Because we didn't appreciate our planet, we didn't build in our planet, and we didn't thrive in our planet. Our lives are at stake. Our well-being is at stake. Humanity is at stake. We must preserve life. We must preserve humanity. We must preserve what God blessed us with. That is the only way to thrive in life. That is the only hope. Because if we don't, we will begin to lose everything. One by one. And we will be made example of. And the next generation will just remember us as people who fought and lost everything. Have you not read the books, the history books, where you used to read about Civil War? Where you used to read about World War Two, Where you read about all those tyrants and leaders hitler who killed so many jews did you not read your history you're making the same mistake those people and their reputation is not going anywhere and your next generation is going to read about you So make a good example today, let it be your cause and stand for something good, stand for something positive. Drop the war, drop the people, drop the gangs, drop the people who are telling you that war is the way to find peace. War begets war, peace brings more peace this is the cycle of life whatever you put out you will receive in life so if you are putting out chaos and disaster guess what you are going to get back no matter how good your intentions are behind that you're going to get back disaster and chaos if you are creating peace fighting for peace living for peace Moving forward with peace, you're going to get peace in return. If you are preserving the beauty of life, the life will bring you more beauty. That is the cycle of life. If you are connected to ugliness, creating disasters, creating fires, creating more enemies, then you will get more of that. It's the law of attraction. Thoughts become things. You will attract whatever you put out. So make sure that you put out good energy. Make sure that you are pro-peace, not anti-peace, anti-war. Pro-peace. Walk forward for peace. Walk forward for humanity. Live for humanity. Thrive in humanity. Even if your world is falling apart. Whatever you have left, cherish it. Clean it up. Thrive with it. Move forward with it. Because your job is going to be to clean the chaos. Clean the mess. Clean the chaos. And move forward. That is the only way we have always known. We cannot live in a disaster. We must build, we must protect, we must create, we must thrive, we are made to thrive. We are not made for war. We are not made for fight. It's sad for a lot of people who have positive energy who are living for peace and I'm being one of them, who live for humanity, who fight for humanity, who thrive for humanity, who have compassion and passion and empathy for the world. It's really difficult for those people to walk on this planet because there's no safety. We need to create a safe environment for ourselves, for our people, for humanity, for children, for animals. Even the birds are disturbed. They don't know where to sit. Their forest is being burned. Once you feel the pain for humanity, you feel it for every single creature that lives in this planet, they all need water, they all need to eat, they all need fresh air, even though we don't realize it, the animals in our planet need fresh air, they can all have similar problems, they can all die from those causes, we are one, our cause should be one, Humanity as we speak is one. I hope you realize this fact. I hope this brings any kind of enlightenment to you. Because this is the cause that's going from my heart to this environment. I don't know how long I will live in this planet, but as long as I live, I will create positive carbon prints of my footsteps must be clean and every intention I put out must be pure for all humanity no matter what color what race what region which part of the planet we are all humans we are all humanity On that note, I hope you are safe, protect yourself, protect your environment, and protect your life, and protect others. May God bless you. Peace.